Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun, week-ending hit of sport for Friday the 13th of May. Today, Leon leaps before he's pushed, the Great White Sharks' great big foot-in-mouth moment, and the Victorian sports minister is pissed off. But first... Australia, get ready, because we've got a Rugby World Cup to host. Be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. Two Rugby World Cups, in fact. Yesterday, Australia was named as the host for the 2027 Men's World Cup and the 2029 Women's World Cup tournament. It sets us up for what I think is going to be a golden age of rugby in this country. Uh, we've got many tours coming up. We have the, the Women's World Cup in New Zealand later this year. So you can just see how much rugby is going to be played in and around um, our country. Rugby Australia President David Cody understandably excited about the announcement yesterday. And sure, it's great for the sport, but it will also be helpful for the bottom line of Rugby Australia, who, as a result of the COVID years, were forced to take a $14 million loan from World Rugby. The back-to-back World Cups are expected to inject $1.8 billion into the local economy. And Wallaroo's captain Shannon Parry thinks the announcement will also spark the interest of young teenagers considering playing the sport. It's a massive pathway and trajectory to, to get girls into rugby and it's really exciting. If you're a youngster, you know, 15, 16, you know, come five, six, seven years time, you're probably going to be in that Wallaroos team. So it's something really exciting and it's really important for our current crop of Wallaroos to, to create that pathway and be those role models that these youngsters can look up to. And sure, while everyone's very excited about the news, I personally can't help but think back to the last time Australia hosted the big tournament in 2003, when the Wallabies made it all the way to the final before some English peanut called Wilkinson spoiled the party. Again, Wilkinson in the place. Johnny Wilkinson, he's got it! It's over! At last of the fourth attempt, Johnny Wilkinson is on target! Well, at least we know he won't be playing in 2027. I know I've still got the players, but it's a it's a zapping job, and I'll be totally honest. Um, you know, sometimes that can be that can wear you down a little bit. It's it's non-stop. There's no break. I admire a number of coaches in the past. Ross Lyon was, you know, one that I would sit back and admire. One thing he always said is, you cannot be in 99%. You've got to be in 100%. And if I've waned a little bit for a percent or two then that's helped make me come to this decision and the club come to this decision. GWS Giants coach Leon Cameron speaking to the media yesterday about the decision that this weekend's game against Carlton will be his last as the senior coach of the club. One last time. Cameron's legacy at the Giants is assured, having taken over from Kevin Sheedy at the club in 2014 before turning the team into a consistent finals contender and culminating in making the club's first ever grand final in 2019 but we probably don't want to talk too much about that 89-point flogging against Richmond. The Tigers are premiers for the 12th time in their history. So Leon's out, which means all of a sudden the Giants jump to the head of the queue in the pursuit of supercoach Alastair Clarkson. And how convenient that Clarko is on Fox footy as we speak. Let's ask him. Hey, Clarko. You keen on jumping into the soon-to-be empty seat at the Giants? To be honest, there's 18 and hopefully pretty soon 19 clubs in the competition that I wouldn't hesitate to coach if... Because I think every club in the in the competition, given the right personnel and the right uh, and the right playing group, have got the capability of winning, a, winning an AFL Premiership. I get it. You're keeping your options open. That's smart. Well, what's it going to take to get you to commit to one particular club? I'd want to get back involved because I want to win it. 
if I didn't feel like I was the bloke that could take that club or that group of players to, uh, to win it, then I'll just stay out of the game. I'm only coming back into it for one reason, and that's because I feel like this group can win it. Sounds like it's premiership or bust for Clarko. Now we have to wait and see where he lands. Greg Norman's final round collapse at the 1996 Masters where he gave up a last day lead of six shots to lose the tournament to Nick Faldo is considered to be one of the greatest brain fades in sporting history. Norman's misery was to reach historic proportions from six ahead to five behind. But Greg might have just outdone himself. Huge controversy swirling around golfer Greg Norman who was defending the creation of this Saudi golf league and brushing off the role of the country and the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman allegedly played in the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. I know, we've jumped from a master's collapse to murder quite quickly, haven't we? Quick background, Norman is now the CEO for the Live Golf Invitational Series, aka the Super Golf League, which is holding tournaments that are offering eye-watering levels of prize money. And that money is coming from Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund, PIF, which is run by Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And yesterday, while speaking about the upcoming series opener for Live Golf, Norman was forced to respond to several questions about Saudi Arabia's human rights record, and particularly the murder in 2018 of a dissident Saudi Arabian journalist, in which the Saudi Crown Prince is implicated. But I'm not sure Norman had really thought through his answer. This is what Norman said, quote, The whole thing about Saudi Arabia and Khashoggi and human rights, talk about it, but also talk about the good that the country is doing in changing its culture. We've all made mistakes, and you just want to learn by those mistakes and how you can correct them going forward. We all make mistakes? That's a phrase you use when you accidentally throw some red socks in with your white shirts and everything comes out pink, or you forget about the aerosol can in your carry-on baggage at the airport. Greg, murder isn't a mistake. It's a crime. That's illegal. Norman said in response to questions about other human rights abuses in the country that he was simply looking forward and that he wouldn't stand in the way of any players competing in the series protesting about human rights issues because, quote, every player is entitled to their opinion and their voice. Well, I guess that just makes everything okay then, doesn't it? The MCG, Australia's greatest sporting venue, is set to play host to one of the world's greatest sporting rivalries on June 11th when the Super Classico match between footballing heavyweights Brazil and Argentina comes to town. Sorry? What do you mean it's cancelled? Melbourne soccer fans are crying foul over Argentina's shock decision to pull out of next month's MCG blockbuster against Brazil. Yep, despite a reported 60,000 tickets already being sold for the match, Argentina yesterday decided they are no longer prepared to travel to Australia for the game. And I'll let Victorian Sports Minister Martin Pakula sum up the feelings of everyone involved. And I think it's fair to say pretty pissed off. Mr Pakula, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Event organisers are looking at alternatives, but I imagine on such short notice there probably aren't too many international teams available to play that can get here on time. And I'm not sure if Brazil v New Zealand carries the same sort of significance. I'm Liam Flanagan. That's your Fast Fun Weekending Hitters Sport for Friday the 13th of May. Enjoy your weekend. I'll catch you Monday on the scorecard. Listener.